Welcome to Exploring the Ozarks, where we tell the history and stories of locations, places, and people that make up the area. Here's Matt. I was a little late that time. That's all right. No, you yeah. did good. Oh, Timing's good. always good. Was, we're going to say that the crowd was eager to cheer you. That's right. And we appreciate that too, everybody. Uh, can you turn me up just a tad? No. Okay, cool. Um, hello, everybody. My name is Matt Graham. I am with Central Bank of the Ozarks, but I daylight. Oh, there we go. Now it sounds better. Um, as a podcast uh, extraordinaire with my my producer and co-host here, Mr. David Carr. I'm not laughing at what you just called yourself extraordinary. I know. So I just about. it just came out. Um, <laughs> I, that's called the the law of attraction. That's David. the showmanship. Yeah, that's showmanship. Yeah. That's all it is. We need to get you a top hat, like mm. Arm and Bailey. That's it. And then podcast uh, extraordinaire. Yes, and it even says it on the hat. Um, <laughs> but uh, today you are listening to Exploring the Ozarks, and um, we are here at Springfield Studio One. Uh, where if you want to film your own podcast, if you want to put on your own play, if you want to bring a, a, gr- a music group in to play on the stage. Have a uh, class, have a seminar. Have a, yeah, people have thrown parties in here and everything else. Live they, stream it. David's yeah. done a lot of work. The podcast room you're seeing right now is phenomenal. Uh, everything else that he's built in the last few months is phenomenal as well. Come by, see it, check it out, see what you can use the space for if you want to do anything entertainment-wise. Uh, film a movie, do whatever, sitcom, whatever. Yeah, almost um, we'll breeze almost right things. through the, uh, the, the intro because today we've got... Uh, you know, what I consider a good friend, uh, Mr. George Fuller with Ruck and Run on the phone. And we appreciate you being here, George. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. This has been the one I've been really looking forward to since you came to my networking group a while back and uh, talked about Ruck and Run. But everywhere you go, you kind of exude this excitement for what you're talking about. And, and he's probably one of the smartest people I know. I'll give you some tips here in a little bit of why I feel that way. But uh, real quick, before we get into the rest of it, David, hit him with some Patreon talk. Patreon. We have Patreon members. Patreon's cool, though. Um, if you're not a business and don't have a lot of money to throw into sponsoring, um, you can do individual sponsors called through Patreon. Five, ten, twenty-five dollar tiers. Uh, you get access to unique content. Through Patreon, uh, things we don't share necessarily in a group or on, or on our other social media channels. And, uh, yeah, it's just a great way to support us and help us keep exploring the Ozarks. Yeah, get, get connected yeah. with us, really. Uh, a lot of the back-end stuff that you guys don't see is pretty fun, but uh, you'll find out on Patreon if you do end up doing that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, Well, let's get right into it because, George, uh, like I said earlier, you're probably one of the smartest people I know as far as just business brains, but you're in the military. So, um you know, as far as that, thank you so much for your service. You've been in a long time, man. So thank you for doing what you do. It's it's definitely an honor. I appreciate your support. Absolutely. Anytime, man. Anytime I've got a platform, I'm like, George Fuller's got to be involved. So, <laughs> uh, because you do bring excitement. But, you know, one of the coolest okay. things about, you know, I've known George a long time when he was in some civilian type of thing that he was doing uh, a while back and networking. And he's one of the, no, not one of the only people. He's the only person I've ever been able to, to, to watch go around the room full of 20, 25, 30 people. And by the end of it, he will stand up and recite every single one of their names throughout the process. Wow. I'm not going to tell you how he does it because last time he told me his little trick that he's got, but even with that trick, not a chance in hell I could do it (laughs) (laughs) or anybody could do it. I was talking yesterday to somebody about how I forget names like five seconds after they tell it to me. So yeah, that's impressive. That's what I told George. Actually, I was like, dude, uh, I would butcher everybody's name or mix them up. So, uh, cut my hats off to you. That's just one thing he does. That's really cool. Another thing that George does. That's really cool. Besides, well, shoot, the more I think about it, I'm like, man, George is a cool dude. Um, Let's talk about some cool stuff before I mean, we get into the, yeah, uh, the main event. You're here to talk today about Ruck and Run. Tell us a 
about Ruck and Run as far as, you know, what we like to do with this, you know, platform that we have. We like to talk about the events, the nonprofits. We'd like to talk about all that. But we also like to know who the person is that started it, why they started it, so where they came from, that type of thing. So, George, first of all, tell us what Ruck and Run is and who it benefits because it is a nonprofit. Yeah, so I'm sure that you guys have heard of the book Start With Why. So here's the why. Yeah. Um, I, I have to have some type of interaction with my fellow service members. And I also got sick and tired of the over-commercialization of Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to provide a way that the community can get together. And I also wanted to combine that with the camaraderie that you get from finishing an event. You cross the finish line and it's like, wow, I've done something uh, achievable that I haven't done before. Or I've graduated basic training or I've done something as a group, you know, that common ground. And so all that culminated uh, into this idea, which started uh, 2013, 14, somewhere around there. I was, uh, in 2014, became a senior drill sergeant in the Army, and I wanted to get a group of us together just to ruck around, which means to walk with a backpack, weighted vest, whatever. And um, so it's a ruck is a verb, and to wear a ruck, the ruck is a backpack. So we wanted to do that little ruck around um, uh, Wilson's Creek, and I wanted to involve everybody. So I was like, well, we want to call it, I want to call it a ruck, but I also don't want to leave out the runners right. and let's call it ruck and run for veterans. And then what automatically happened was can civilians do it too? <laughs> so I dropped the four veterans because I didn't, I didn't want people to think it was exclusive for just veterans. Well, so, yeah. Cause everybody wants to run a 5k. You know, there's so many not people. Not everybody. Come well, on. I was no, going to say. I don't. Um, I've actually, well, actually, I do turkey trot with my daughter every year. But you can trot. Yeah, kind of you know, you can yeah. walk, you can yeah. trot. Um, That's the nice thing about those races is that a lot of those, you just, people are like, yeah, it's just fun. Yeah, no, that's well, what not, they do for fun. Yeah, um, and I, I agree with you to a certain extent. I think instead of everybody can, I think it should be everybody should <laughs> strive to at least complete a 5K. Uh, you know, statistically, like just the other day, I, I came across this. And it says 95% of men and women age 30 and above will choose to never sprint for the rest of their lives. Dude. I could see that. That's me, right? <laughs> so in college. So I, we want people to we want people to be the 5%, of course, but we also, I mean, we recognize an organization, Focus but my, myself, yeah, myself <laughs> as well. I want people to push themselves to do something that they you know, that 5K may be unachievable in their minds, but they can do it. I mean, I've, you and I, we've seen, I mean, there's pictures all over the internet of, uh, from our event. I mean, th- there's moms that come out that, that have their baby on their back. Wow. You know, so there's people pushing strollers. There's, I was always impressed by that. that. So. That's yeah, awesome. Like whenever I've run 5Ks in the past, just seeing like a parent pushing a stroller, like a three wheeled stroller with the baby in the front of them and yeah. beating me, by the way. <laughs> That's why they do it. Th- this like, was yeah. the, yeah, this was a race where I'd actually like trained for it. And right. I was like, I think I got like 30 minutes or something on it, which was pretty <laughs> That's good. Not pretty bad. Good. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, they're just, Reason past me, you know, strollers. but those people are just another level altogether. So you out, they're just, they're just laughing a, and yes. running really fast. Well, it's like, guys, <laughs> and here's, you know, last week I, I'm with the lost and found grief center here in Springfield. We have what's called the run and remember, which is a 5k for people that want to remember loved ones that they've lost in the past. So we have a lot of people that sign up that are just 5kers, which I think what they call the marathon people or something. That's not even close. Um, what's really cool is, is one of my good friends, Angela Gaddis and her husband, Justin have a nine year old son that competes 
at very high levels for running. I mean, you're wow. talking usually any 16 under event, he's winning it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's beating people that way. I mean, this kid, so she calls me. Just um, so she calls me at like 17 minutes into the race and she's like, Hey, have they made it there yet? And I'm like, no, but I'm about the last half mile or so. So that would be pretty fast. She's like, well, they're probably going to be there here any second. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way. Yeah. Cause there's nobody coming. And I look down the way and I see this little head bobbing yep. up and down his little shoes running. And I'm like, I think I see Colton right now. Yep. And this kid is literally in the top seven at the time of these guys that are hardcore five Kers, and this kid's nine years old and he's out there beating the crap out of other people wow. man and i'm impressed that, See, we should get him to the rock and run then no See he totally happens. he will be i'm sure and he'll probably wear a weighted vest and do, you have, do you have different everybody. categories george or is it a just all one big race yeah absolutely we have different ones um the biggest thing is so let me let me answer that by also covering some confusion yeah. uh, i know i had mentioned the rock and run for veterans we like confusion so before, yeah, well, let me clear it up. So the four, <laughs> so the four veterans was dropped because of uh, we didn't want people to think it's exclusive to veterans. So it's open to the whole community. But people think that they need to ruck and run. That's just simply not the case. So you're going to choose to ruck or run, but mm. that's not as catchy. Like, come to our ruck or run event. It's ruck <laughs> and run, like Guns and Roses, you know. So And it also, with that and in the middle, which is uh, apostrophized, um, that means that it connects the runners and the ruckers together and our events and our nonprofit, our pillars mm. are honoring those who serve building camaraderie and connecting the community. So hmm. if people out there are hearing this and they're like, I don't know if I could run that far with a weighted backpack. No, you, you either ruck, which is walk with a weighted backpack or a vest or something like that. And the weight is up to you or you run without a rucksack. I mean, you've, and, you've sold me now. Well, I mean, because before I was like, if I have to carry a pack and run, man, no. Well, but if I, if I just have to carry a pack, I can, just, I can walk with that. I'm, I'm itching here because I know what George is going to say. Um, <laughs> it's not just running or rucking either. Yeah. Let's explore what happens on the trail. So walk us through. <laughs> let, let's walk us through dun, what, dun, dun, what dun, happens dun, dun, on the trail. Then we'll go backwards a little bit on some other things. So tell us what happens after the start gun. Yeah. Well, I do like podcasts that... <laughs> Uh, give me softball pitches. It's not just so, rucking or running. Remember that as we go yeah, into yeah. this. So <laughs> here, listen here. So as a, as a senior drill sergeant, you know, I wanted to give the community a small taste, a small taste yeah. of uh, what basic training is all about. So drill sergeant unit comes out and uh, they are positioned at each station. Oh no. Like literal drill sergeants. <laughs> oh no. Yes. So <laughs> it was my it was my previous unit when I was in Springfield. So they come out, we get drill sergeants from Fort Leonard Wood. Um, and so anyway, so the the their stations along the route. So back in the day, 2015, and I have a video of this, um, <laughs> and kind of like a selfie video if you want to call it that. And I'm just I'm doing my own ruck. And I said, you know, I'm creating this event called Ruck and Run for Veterans and and it came became rock and run. And I want to do a 5K. And I was like, no, no, wait, we're going to call it a 5.56K because 5.56 millimeter is a NATO round in yeah. the military. So, yeah. uh, so it's a little bit better than a 5K uh, bigger. And then <laughs> the stations along the route are, um, you got push-ups, jumping jacks, oh, no. <laughs> mountain climbers, body weight squats, and burpees for the last. <laughs> oh, and that, say the best for last. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And so uh, there's some <laughs> intricacies there when you ask me about, you know, the categories and stuff. So you got rucker or runner, you've got solo or team, and you've got participant or competitor. 
and mm. I'll break it down real fast. So let's say that Matt, he's going to come out as a rucker, 5.56 K. That's the distance. So we know, we know his mode of transportation, right? <laughs> we know his distance and we know he's going to do five stations because that's what's prescribed. And now if he's, a, <laughs> if he's solo, he can do that. And if he comes in really fast and doing the prescribed stations and repetitions, then he can, he can, um, uh, achieve a competitor's medal, like first, second, third. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Or, or he can do a, as a participant and just have fun with it. Right. The same thing with a solo or a team. So you and uh, three other people, because it's a minimum of four, you're going to do your team as a, as a participant team. That means you're just having fun. All of you can finish together, or you're going to do the, fr- the fastest four scores. So you're just going to go out there and you're all on the same team. You're just not finishing together. And that's the, that's the team competitor. And I'm probably sure that I've lost most listeners at this point. <laughs> so let me, let me rein it back in. So you can do it as a runner or rucker, mm-hmm. uh, 5.56 K 7.62 K or 11, 11 K wow. the 11, 11 is it, it uh, is talking about or reinforces the, the date, which is, Veterans Day, eleven eleven, mm-hmm. and so if we're not we're not honoring what Veterans Day is, like people are like what day is it? It's always eleven eleven. <laughs> so we did a distance eleven eleven. It's the five point five six k twice. Don't do the math; it'll never work. <laughs> um, so then, uh, and then you're going to choose solo or team, or you're going to do participant or competitor. So at the, let's talk about the competitor for a second, and then I'll uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give myself a pause. So with the competitor, you you are you are required to have a minimum of 45 pounds as a competitor wow. only. Wow. Uh, <laughs> if you're male, females, 35 pounds, you must complete 25 reps at each station as a, <laughs> partic- as a participant, you know, you're having fun. We don't care what kind of reps you do. You can make them look ugly. We don't care. Do zero, <laughs> do 50, who cares, but you're just coming out to have fun, just a small taste. But if you are, if you want to be on stage with a first, second, third placement medal, you have to do the prescribed weight and the prescribed repetitions. And of course, if you're a runner, you're not carrying that weight. So you're just doing the prescribed repetition. Right. Which is a totally different spin on any 5k or let's just call it a a marathon at this point. Um, You don't, you don't hear of any other, usually it's just, you go out, you line up, you run, you get the best time, you're on the podium, whatever you're not, you just participate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause that's what sets you up for success really, because not, you don't just go out there and run a 5k. There's so many other aspects to it before the race, after the race, it's a camaraderie feeling. And, you know, to me, one of the coolest parts about it is that you do it at Wilson's Creek Battlefield, which is, to me, is that where you still do that, by the way? No, we, we were going to do it at Wilson's Creek, but we decided to move it at the church property. So right. it worked out really well, um, and it's not a big deal, but we, we do it at Meadowview Baptist Church. Well, you probably and, have uh, a bigger landing area for everybody, oh, yeah. too, because yeah. Wilson's yeah. Creek's a little yep. bit tight in parking yeah, and Wilson's- things like that. It just didn't work out logistically for Wilson's Creek ever. So yeah. uh, as far as the beginning, so we just, I was a member at Meadowview Baptist Church in Republic. So we, I asked the pastor cause they have an asphalt, like it's a uh, Meadowview lane come just ends at the proper church property. So oh. it's just asphalt to grass. Right. Right. Mm. So you gotta be careful saying that really quick. <laughs> um, so then that's our, that's our start and stop. So you take off down the street and uh, right uh, to the West of that is just our, our base camp. And we have this huge fire pit, and to, and that's where our stage is. We got a military truck as our stage, 
Mm. And we big, drive that around. Big military truck. truck. That George yeah, drives yeah. around actually for promotion. I do, yeah. <laughs> so then you go, it's an out and back route. So you're going to see people. And I, I love it because uh, last year, finally, for the first time ever, believe it or not, um, since I'm the race director, I, di- I wasn't really able to leave. Uh, but last year, I was able to go out on the route. Mm. And I'm talking like high five and all the way down and you know, let's go, you got this, let's do it, you know, and, and getting beside people doing repetitions and getting yelled at by drill sergeants and, uh, giving the evil eye. And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it's good to stay motivated because at that, the 5k I did last week, we have to have cheerleaders along the way. Mm. Number one, it's in Springfield downtown. So you got to make sure everybody's safe as they're doing it. Right. Uh, but to, you know, as I'm like the last half mile, people are gassed at that point. And I picked that spot because no one else would, it was down by the train tracks, you know, homeless camp and that kind of thing. So there was really nobody that went down there. And I was huh. like, well, looks like somebody's needed here. So I'll be here. Yeah. And, What's really cool is that, you know, at the end of it, some of the uh, local, um, I believe it's the Army unit, uh, came down and hang out with, they hung out with me uh, because I was the only one by myself. And they yeah. were like, yeah, you're in a little bit of a rough spot. And I'm like, yeah, it's not the best spot to choose, but I'm here. <laughs> and I wanted to make Someone sure, needs to be here. But I want to make sure our runners were safe, too. And, uh, you know, what's really cool is they were thanking me for being there whenever they're running by, just cheering them on. We have yeah. cheerleaders along the route. But they were thanking us because by the time you get close to the end of a 5k you're done you know these people were yeah. done and they still had an uphill run so just as a little bit of a comedy literally aspect up, of it uphill? yeah it was literally you go down the road a little bit and oh, you've got to run back uphill toward oh, gosh, the cardinal stadium that's the worst way to end and the race. so I was, I was you know so i comedically <laughs> if they were doing well i'm like well just look out for that big hill you got to get up at the very end here to try to psych them out a little bit and right. they all got a good kick out of it but what you know because what you do george is you know you do some great promotion for this too and it's blown up on you a little bit over the years covid probably didn't help you at all but uh, i know last year was a pretty good size event you do it in a time that it could be warmer or it well, could what be is really the typical cold. size so yeah how many people do you have showing up for this thing because it's 11 11 remember that it's november so right. it, it so could be a little well, bit rough <laughs> yes yeah yeah and so a couple things um veterans day is always 11 11 and then this year it happens to fall on saturday Perfect. so because 11 11 is not always on saturday it's always on veterans day weekend uh, we have to compete with the state of Missouri's, um, um, what's it called? Well, hunting season, of course. Oh, oh right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I always, I jokingly say this because I'm a deer hunter too. I'm right. like, if you're any good, you probably have it uh, done before our, our <laughs> event starts. So just come out in your camo. You'll be good. Yeah. You'll, uh, fit, so, you'll fit right in. Yeah. Love it. Uh, and it's also, so we have a packet pickup on Thursday, a packet pickup on Friday. The Friday includes camping if you want to, because we'll have the fire pit going uh, just to build that camaraderie. We have a hardcore medal this year that's that's brand new. If you um, if you wanted to do all twelve or all eleven of the uh, Ruck and Run series, which is a monthly event, and then it culminates in the annual event, then you'll get a special medal and recognition on the stage. Um, oh, so what's the, nice. so what's this other portion portion of this, as far as the hardcore part, let's talk about what, what does it entail as far as monthly obligation for that? All right. So I always take the year and then, and move a decimal point over. So it, it's $20 and 23 cents. And, mm. um, or it, we have a nonprofit organization that I, and I should be clear on two things. This probably should have been at the front of the, that's all right conversation but uh one of them is yes i am active duty military and uh but that does not mean i do any of this while in uniform because i could get in in trouble no you do this on your own time and you're very specific about that 
You, right. He takes and leave then, to do this. Yeah, I do. Yeah, for the last eight years. Yeah, um, wow. not vacation. <laughs> yeah, I go. I go on leave to work. Yes, right. Uh, so, um, so I do that outside of uniform, and then the second part was that I don't get paid a dime. So from this day backwards, I've not gotten paid um, through Ruck and Run. Which as is a to me that's hugely important, though, because an executive director never is not getting paid. Right. Of a nonprofit. So yeah. what, what nonprofits do you support throughout this? Uh, rock and run specifically. Yes. What do you do with your money? Let's talk about that real quick. And we'll go back to what the monthly okay. obligation is. I'm more, I'm more yeah. involved in this part now. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you asked. So, um, I, I call this thing by the numbers. So I've already had this queued up. I'm glad you asked. Um, so as of our eighth annual event, which is last year, our numbers of registration was 262. That was people that came in, actually picked up a packet. We had about 400 people on the ground. Uh, on grounds, I mean, not on the ground. Wow. I mean, probably after their birthdays, <laughs> they were on the ground. Right. Yeah. Um, at that time, we collected 1,512 pounds of food. Wow. Uh, in all, between fifth, uh, 2015 and 22, we've collected just about 11,000 pounds of food. Wow. And through the eighth annual event alone, we raised $3,488, and that goes into an earmarked fund called Honoring Those Who Served. So yep. within our organization, we have uh, Honoring Those Who Served, which helps out veterans and actively serving military. Then we have another fund called In Their Honor, which is, you know, this is May, so this is uh, the month of the, mili- uh, the the Memorial May, so the month of Memorial day is the last Monday in May. And, uh, so with that one, we have in their honor. And when we do that one, that, that specific fund is for the families of the fallen. And our third thing we have is called military kids. It's a scholarship called Hannah's heroes. Huge story behind that. Um, one of our, one of our members and ruckin runners, um, their, the dad was deployed. The daughter uh, passed away. Mm. Uh, of mm. type one juvenile diabetes Gosh. and she died in April, which coincidentally is the month of the military child. Oh. And, and so there's a ribbon, you know, cause there's kind of ribbons for different things. So there's a ribbon for type one juvenile diabetes and it's like a turquoise blue and there's a ribbon for the month of military child, which is April and it's purple. And I kid you not, those were her two favorite colors. Oh, wow. Wow. So we com- I combine those two colors. I do all my artwork, um, and I combine those two colors, made a shirt, made a coin, and we um, we any, 100% of the proceeds from shirts and coins goes towards Hannah's Heroes Military Kids Scholarship Fund. Wow. So we raised a total of 5805 We've given out $5,000 of that. Wow, man. Um, to It's $1,000 scholarships, and it's presented at our annual event. And it goes to local 417 um, seniors that are military kids, and they have to submit an essay and be selected to be the recipient. Okay. So nice. do you yeah. have to go to schools and let them know that that's available? How do kids find out about this? So our team does that. I do it on social media. Your listeners are going to be able to go to ruckandrun.org, R-U-C-K-N-R-U-N.org, forward slash scholarship. And anyone that's local that is a military kid, whether it's a veteran or currently serving, I don't care what branch it is, um, 
our team looks at your essay and it's basically answers the question. Um, tell us about your uh, being a military kid. And then, and it also tell us about your impact in the veteran community. Man, Those that's awesome. So we have, um, we've, we've given to um, camp hope in the first two years. That's a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. And then the next two years we gave to combat boots and the high heels. <laughs> and so those are, that's four years, right? So 15, 16, 17, and 18, we gave to other nonprofits in 2000, like fiscal year, 2018. But uh, officially our fiscal year started 2019, January 1. Yeah. Um, it only took seven days, but our nonprofit status was approved by the IRS in seven Whoa. days. Wow. So in I seven called days, them. That's impressive. Yeah. No, I'm not kidding. I called and I said, Never hey, just by chance. No. and she's like, yeah, if it hasn't been six months, I wouldn't even bother. I'm like, can you just check? And she's, <laughs> she came back on the phone, the agent, um, the IRS. She's like, I've never seen this. You got approved in seven days. So, <laughs> so yeah. So our official start date of our nonprofit was 2019. So we just started, uh, earmarking funds to honor those who served in their honor and uh, military kids. And then what do you guys do with the food that you compile throughout these events? Great question. So what we do is we encourage people to put the canned goods in the rucksack. So it provides the weight for their backs, right. uh, backpacks. And then afterwards offload it right there on the scene. Um, and then it goes straight to home at last, which is a program of the kitchen. Okay. And so I just got a letter from them today. I wanted to, I just want to show oh, this with you. Let's please do, I man. I love this part yeah. because this is what your whole reason behind doing this is you're affecting so many different types of people throughout this whole process, George. That's why I love what you're doing because most nonprofits, that money goes straight to the company and they divvy it out with, you know, salaries and, yeah. you know, staff and things like that and, and making sure people don't have to pay for services like mental health. Um, right. But you're doing this in so many different prongs. It's almost like you have a tree around you that you have so many different things that are involved in this. Reading this letter, man, hit us with it because I think this is like the epitome yeah. of why you're doing it. Well, I do want to read it, and I just want to uh, give a like a disclaimer. Like Ruck and Run at this point, um, I would I would love to be brought on as a full time employee of Ruck and Run. And there's a lot of nonprofits that do that; they yeah. have that budget. Ruck and Run just doesn't have that budget. So right, right now, 100% is going to help, or if it or if it, we have to fix Gomez, our military truck, or whatever, you know. So it's not like anyone's getting rich from Ruck and Run. I just want to be honest with you guys. Like yeah. I haven't received an income, but that doesn't mean that's not going to change. Well, because if we get yeah. to, there's a point where we have, uh, it's a full-time job. It is. Yeah, it is a I full-time mean, job. Once you start actually doing everything you need to do with nonprofit, it's a full-time oh job. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And my, my own personal convictions, which I take from the Bible is that uh, a person that does the work is worthy of pay. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I won't ever get paid, but I right. will tell you that, uh, right now it's just not, uh, feasible. Well, so here's this letter. Yes, go let's, let's go. Well, you know, the thing is, is that you're, you're doing this all with love. You know, that's why you're doing this. Now you do have a full-time job, more than full-time job. You're in the military and you've been doing it a long time. You know, I'm hoping that once you can get to the point where you're able to retire, now that you can focus more on this, then yeah, you can promote more, you can fundraise more, do more fundraisers. Then it really opens up an opportunity for you to have to be able to to fulfill your dream of actually being able to make a little bit of a living from this. But you've been doing it so long by giving back to everybody that you're due that at the end of this all. You know, the, yeah. the, this is to me, you deserve to get paid after all it's said and done. Yeah. Um, and but, it's a scary proposition because as nonprofit organizations, and I would encourage any listeners to do this, even for Ruck and Run, uh, our our 
tax documents as far as uh, what's disclosed to the IRS and any other nonprofits out there, they have to disclose what they make and that, where the money's going. Mm-hmm. And so I can't be, I, I got to be above reproach in this. I right. can't just say, oh, no, I do it for free. And then if you looked at a document that says I got paid something, that's why I'm saying at this point, you know, on, on this day, that doesn't mean it won't change. Right. But in the past, I've not gotten paid. Well, so let's hope it letter. does. Let's hope it does change, George. You deserve some. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's have this be well, a 10,000 person yeah. event and you're doing this full time. Yeah, yeah, man. And, so let's talk about this. You, yeah, go for it, dude. I will tell you also that, um, you know, you mentioned leave earlier. So I, I do want to say this and I'm not, I don't need sympathy from anybody, but let me tell you, um, you're talking about the sacrifice. So in 2015, I started it. 2016, I accepted a job in DC. I was the liaison, the combat liaison for everyone that was wounded in uh, battlefield. So wow. they would fly mm. to Launchville, and then from Launchville they go to Andrews Air Force Base. And I'm talking like blown off legs, shrapnel face, gunshot wounds. I had got, I had made sure they got to Walter Reed and wherever they needed to go. And that is something I did for four years in DC. We lived in DC, and it was an active duty position. Wow. Okay. So then, while I did that, I I was able to. Um, outside uniform, continue to build rock and run, but I was gone in 2016. I started in 15, man. <laughs> so, so think about that. I've been gone since 2016. Here we are, 2023. I've been gone seven years. Right. And by God's grace, rock and run has lasted this long. So, and it's getting uh, bigger I'm, every year. Is the key to right, that? It is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I think one thing is it gets bigger because people understand you don't have to ruck and run at the same time. Right. <laughs> well, and it takes a long time help. to get help. something. Well, yeah. you've got so many yeah. different parts to this that it does take a while for people to wrap their mind around the entire event. But to me, it just seems like it gets bigger and bigger. So, uh, right. do you do you ever consider partnering with like Ozarks Food Harvest or some of these other places since it is November? It's obviously focused on veterans, but, you know, you're also gathering yeah. food and other things. And so you said the home at last is to, the kitchen, though, correct? The kitchen. Yes. Okay. Yep. So at so least I'm, you've I'm got open that. To, of any of it. I'm open to any of it. And I'll tell you, like, if you, like, let's say that there's people listening here on your podcast and they're like, you know, I was supposed to go to the event last year, but I decided not to. Like, I had a sickness or whatever. Right. Um, you missed a great time, A, but B, it was the coldest on record <laughs> that Ruck and Run's ever been. I'm telling you what. So And people camp at this thing too. They're like they camp yeah, so they can do sense. this. Because it yeah. does start pretty early in the morning. So you might as well just camp, wake up, mm-hmm. have the camaraderie yeah. of people going. You got the fire pit, which is a huge fire pit going. That's one thing yeah. I enjoyed. I I did paintball for a long time. Yeah. So I need to pick it up again, honestly. It's yeah. a lot of fun. It's, uh, we we did, started. Oh. oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say we did we did I did a D Day reenactment out in Oklahoma. They had this big old huge thing out there. But oh, wow. one of the funnest parts is that yeah, it's like a week long event. I was only there for the weekend, but you'd camp out with your team. You right. Just and then you go out and do paintball all day long. Then you come back and do more stuff at the bar and the campfire. Wow. It was just it was a great. Did experience. they have like paintball bombs going off and the hand grenades and all that? Kind yeah, of stuff? actually, no. <laughs> yeah. And, and actually, my most vivid memory of, of yeah. that thing was as I was leaving the. I got out for the last time. It was near the end. Yeah, we were. Everybody was at this last battlefield. There's like probably a thousand people just sitting oh there paintballing each other. But some they had thrown smoke bombs. Oh, geez. so there's this green and pink and all these different smoke bomb smoke just going everywhere. And you don't see people anything. are shooting each other. You can't see anything. It's just it was just really impressive I love uh, it. visual, but I want to go do that now. Actually, I think that's cool. yeah. that's great. Now to get back to what we were doing now, it's technically in the Ozarks. This is technically, I guess, it would be it's right an, there it's, in that it's, corner. Yeah, isn't it? it's right, right near. It's like a half hour outside of Missouri. And you know what? My birthday is actually on D Day, so this would be fun, right? There you to go. Tie it in. There you go. Uh, I don't want to go get shot up on my birthday, but I'm pretty <laughs> good at paintball. Um, so, George, on going back to this letter, I'm going to try to hold it all together here, but I think this letter is going to kind of tie in to why uh, 
why you do what you do. So hit us with who it's from and then go ahead and tell us about this letter. This is from the director of development at uh, home at last, the kitchen. And um, he is the director of development from the kitchen, but he covers home at last, which is one of their programs. So it says I had the opportunity to meet George Fuller 2022. And that's when he took over uh, that position uh, while while I was planning the ruck and run. So it honors those who serve builds camaraderie and connects the community. And he also says that the past seven years, Ruck and Run has partnered with Home at Last, program with the kitchen by providing non-perishable food to our participants and their families. Home at Last is a housing first program okay. that provides uh, case management, housing assistance, and uh, wraparound services for veterans and their families who are homeless or at risk of being homeless. Wow. 2022, the kitchen housed 166 veterans in our community. Gosh. Since partnering, partnering with Mr. Fuller, uh, we have received over 10,000 pounds of non-perishable items through Ruck and Run for veterans and their families. It's hard to describe how much their support means to our community. This has been such a huge blessing to those who serve every day. Thank you, Mr. Fuller and his team for all they do and all the uh, all the help that they give to our community. And, and I would go on to add to that. Um, I was told that the food that we provide at Ruck and Run, when we collect it, is enough to help these veterans and their families for six months. Yeah. Wow. That's the epitome That's though. That's a big impact. That's huge, man. And six months. I mean, I've worked on nonprofits that were like the diaper bank of the Ozarks and I joined it because I walked outside. We had our meeting at cross lines and I walked outside and there's a certain day that people would come get uh, diapers and, and non-perishable food items. And I saw people, you know, changing their kids in the back of their trucks, you know, or out in the grass because that was the first time they changed their kid all day, possibly in the mm. last 24 to 48 hours, right? Mm. And that's when I sat down in my car and I started crying because I'm like, dude, I've got small kids in diapers and I couldn't imagine not being able to go get those or having to spend more money on those diapers because I had to get them from a gas station because I couldn't go anywhere else. What you're doing is giving those people so much hope because now they don't have to focus on getting that food. They have now they can go focus on something that they're good at or focus on getting money that they can, you know, continue doing what they're doing. But you just providing that little bit of food is the biggest hope that you can give somebody in one shot for them to be able to go out and do better for themselves. And sometimes that little boost reminds them also of what humanity's capable of. Yeah. And so thank Absolutely. you for doing that part out. I'm sure that probably was part of why you did what you did. So when you have this nonprofit that you've got, that's got so many fingers to it, how long did it take you before 2015 to go, I want this, 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 and this to happen? So, I mean, was it all just happening or did you have well, to kind of put it all together? I mean, how did this work? I think, um, the entrepreneurial spirit of people that are listening would understand uh, constructing the airplane while you're falling through the sky. (laughs) That's kind of what it feels like. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, it is what it is, but I I remember being on the trail and that's what we called uh, drill sergeant duty. So I was on the trail then at Fort Sill. I'm like, man, if I don't do it this year, it's never going to happen. I came back and and knocked out most of the stuff in 30 days and we had 160 people show up the first year. Wow. So impressive. And I'm talking like, I would show up to people's places with a poster. I'm like, Hey, I'm here with rocket runs. And like, did you just cuss at me? Let me explain. Let me explain what that word means. Ruck. Yep. With a Romeo. Right. So yeah. So now that I would go into the same person, they're like, Hey, what's going on? We saw your thing on TV, you know, and and how was your turnout? Yeah. Let me get a poster. And so there is people that still has to, it's, it's like, um, you know, most people know what a podcast is by now, right. but I think the rugby community has really improved. Uh, you've got, uh, companies like go ruck. They, 
they have phenomenal rucksacks and well i have to wonder and, too um with yeah. covid oh, man. one thing that people did is they went outdoors like right. they started hiking mm-hmm. a lot more i wonder if how much that has affected how did that affect you yeah well it didn't affect our ours um uh, statistically Good. in a sense that we didn't we didn't have a dip in in registrations awesome. and since i think year two or year one i think year two uh, we supplied net gators, and most people didn't even know what a net gator was the first couple of years. And, and then COVID came around; everybody's wearing. Oh man, <laughs> I love mine. So, yeah, yeah. So we had those. Um, so it didn't really affect us. And you're right. I mean, people want to get out, and I think um, it's like a, a good closeout of the year. It is going to get colder, and and uh, yeah, most five Ks end in November. You know, it's nice yeah. having those clavas, though. I call it a clava, whatever you just call it, net gator. Yeah. Um, I yeah, call them yeah. multi-clavas because I've got tons of them uh, because I do hike a lot. When it's cold, oh, my gosh, man, it's the best it's thing you'll ever have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just one layer, but it keeps you from, like, yeah. your, your lungs freezing. Yeah, really. yeah, something small like that. Something small. Yeah, just something <laughs> small. I tell you, it makes <laughs> a big difference. But uh, Mark, From year one, um, I decided, because you were asking about how it's built up and yeah. fingers, how it, how it reaches out. So um, I just had a sense of this is what I want and it has to exude professionalism because it's talking about and uh, honoring our veterans and absolutely. Military. So uh, one of the harshest critics that a veteran owned business can have is probably another veteran. <laughs> I um, can only imagine dude. <laughs> yeah. So like, I um, mean, like, you know, one of my pet peeves is seeing the flag at the wrong orientation, mm. you know, from the, from the viewer, the, uh, the union or the blue and stars need to go upper left to the viewers. That yep. means its own right. And oftentimes you have it like they just have it like they would on a wall, but then they f- flip it 90 degrees. Right. And the orientation is wrong. I'm like, ah, oh, it drives me nuts. And then when I see it on tattoos, I'm like, well, you just botched that one. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you made yourself so, look like an idiot. Yeah. My, my right, uncle was so, that way. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that way with that, I mean, with that, um, I wanted to make sure our event was, something that would be uh, memorable. And I know also, and you and you can relate and others, uh, when you go to events, I, I just didn't want another 100% cotton shirt that's going to shrink into a square. Right. So I have, uh, we use a brand from the very beginning that is high quality. In fact, I got shirts from this brand, this specific brand since 2011. I knew it was going to be good. Wow. So I still have those. Um, in 2015, we started with that brand. Um, it's a, it's a specific style. It looks like it's stenciled because it's military. And then we have, um, four sides. So it's not just a cheap shirt and people love them yeah. and they can't get enough of them. In fact, here's, um, a little plug, but if you show up to ruck and run and this is your very first year, you're required to wear that first year shirt. Okay. Oh, if, Smart. if last year was your first year, whatever year you showed up was your first year, you wear that. And oh. so it's really neat to see like all these colors and you can tell, Oh, that was your first That's year. Really like, cool. Dude, you it's, thought yeah. of everything though, George. I mean like, okay, so let's, let's before, I mean, this is flying by, we've probably got five, 10 minutes, but mm-hmm. so to put it in perspective, this is like one of the more professional events that I've, I've, I've seen. And this is basically one dude and a few people that put this on, but you know, as yeah. far as the, the posters that you come up with, the the shirts that you come up with, the event itself, everybody gets things as they show up, right? So they show up Thursday to get the yeah. the package that they need, much like your swag. Sado people, yep. your swag. Tell us more about what's in the swag bag because we need one of those bags. We want to put some stuff on the wall. Here. Yes, please. Yeah, so, well, let me back up for a second because I can't yeah. take credit for everything. Um, I, I, I am I am the crazy guy with weird ideas. Yeah, you're the quarterback, however, we got all kinds of people that bring their own flavor of ideas and their own organization. So without our board of directors and our volunteers, I mean, this could not happen. Absolutely. Um, and Medivue Baptist church provides a lot of the volunteers, uh, that Wednesday night we do 
packet building. Wow. And so we show up and instead That's of doing their thing. Wednesday night service, we have tables lined up and everybody's going through like trick or treat. <sighs> like yep. mm-hmm. it, and when you get your shirt, uh, just to expound on the professionalism yeah. that I want to exude from it to get, when you get your shirt, it's going to be already rolled. It's going to have a wristband around it. It's going to be rolled in such a way that you can automatically see the size on it. So that way you're not combing through boxes and, trying to find your shirt. I already know what shirt size you have. I'm going to verify that your name, the bibs in the bag. See you later. I'll see you in the morning in, in and out. Just that's like how that. precise so, this guy is though. It's, it's <laughs> military. Precision. No one thinks of it. And that's what I was going to say. This guy right. bleeds the military, right? And it goes into everything that he yeah. does. That well, goes back awesome. to that. You know, the veterans are going to be the most, you know, on top of whether there's a mistake or not. So it right. sounds like right. George is definitely covering his bases right here and make sure that can't hey, go anywhere with George. we're hitting this high level of precision, perfection, yeah, this event. professionalism. Yeah. It could be perfectionism in the sense that, uh, um, I, I, maybe I have the fear of man. Like I don't want someone to come after me, but at the same time, I, I also love what I do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's oftentimes if you saw me here, I got my headphones on, I'm listening to music and I'm sitting there like zooming in 6,400% into Adobe Illustrator to make sure that lines are lined up right. on the artwork. Right. I can relate to that. Yeah, and you I've and got David. like 27 inch monitors and <laughs> maybe because I'm old, I got to zoom in, but whatever. Uh, no, I can also relate to that. I'm, I'm going to say precision. Yeah. yeah, it's precision. So, well, so I had, <laughs> thank you. So I had gone back and said thanks to the team, but you had a specific question that I, uh, has slipped my mind. Um, gosh, what was it? It was, uh, the, the swag. swag. Yes. Got it. So they they go through so like a get... trick or treating and they fill up their bags. Is that what I'm imagining? Yeah, so that, no, that's the, t- that's our, t- that's our team. So right. we build the pack. When you go to the packet pickup on Tuesday or Thursday or Friday, it's already done for you. You give a name and that's it. You're out the door. Perfect. Um, nice. So it's already built. So it's got all the, the swag, which includes the t-shirt, the, um, wristband, the neck gator, cinch bag, all the stuff from our partners that want to give like a coupon or something to their business. And then the bib with the safety pins. And then we have a store set up. So if you, you as you're going down, you get your bag, you can put some stuff in there if you want something from the store and the other swag. Cool. Um, but it's all systematized. If that's a word, I don't know. Uh, it um, is now. Yes. Cool. <laughs> it's been invented. So, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's all done and we want to make sure that it, Cause I go back to when I was at, did some other type of events, um, you know, the square shirt, you know, the hundred percent right. cotton, I, I'm going to clean my truck with it probably, but <laughs> I'm not going to wear it. Uh, and I, and I saw how disorganized all the t-shirts were folded over on the, on the, on the, um, chairs. Yeah. So I didn't want that because it, it's, what does it boil down to? It's an experience. People come back to Rucker because of experience. They're like, yeah, I have never done anything like this. And there is no other event like it. I mean, there's, there's events that try to copy. Um, there, and, and I will, I will right now tell you that when I started this, I was trying to get it covered through insurance. Right. <laughs> and I might be speaking to some of your listeners. Yeah. So they're like, is it like Sparta where you have obstacles? Like, no obstacles. It's just, you know, body weight squats. There's, they're not, there's no obstacles. Right. Like, oh yeah, we can't cover you. So now, but why is that people, though? If you're just doing right, it with body weight, like you're just doing pushups, you know, it's weird because they say, well, if you're leaving the road to do an exercise, then we're going to consider it an obstacle. We can't cover you unless you do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, it doesn't matter. So you just so it, stay it on like, the trail though, right? <laughs> right. So we, you have to exit the street because of, oh. um, anyway, because it's not a closed course. Uh, so even uh, though the, the city of Republic, their police officers, they do a really good job yeah. uh, coordinating everything. But, but we want you to leave the road to do the station, come back on. So with that, the first year was some estimates were like $3,000 for insurance. Like I ain't doing that. Wow. So, um, and then as we got, as, 
as rucking became some, more popular and as these type of things become more popular, I, I'm seeing events say, let's just do a run, but let's have them do some push-ups on the side. And then they call it stations. I'm like, oh. where do you think you got that from? You got it from <laughs> Ruck and Run. It's not hard to figure that out. So that's not so, flattering to you, I guess. Is they're well, stealing your ideas, I guess. Here, I'm going to put it this way, and then uh, I'd like to move on. First, yeah. <laughs> Ruck, and Run, Ruck and Run is a, is a nonprofit veteran organization, but it's a registered trademark under my name. Ah. So there it is. second is, uh, is you can, you can, every town, I'm going to make a blanket statement. Every town in America should have a veterans day celebration. Yeah. I agree. And I want that. I agree. But no other town is going to have ruck and run. Right. I'm with That's you. Where I stand. I'm That's with where you. I stand. Now, do you, so I, re- I respect communities getting together on our veterans. I don't respect cut and paste. Oh yeah. So, do you, so well, that begs the question though. I mean, do you feel like, you know, with this, idea that you have and let's just say let's fast forward seven to ten years whenever you get out of the military do you plan on having this in different locations other than just republic or i mean this could be the home base but do you do is your vision to to make this in different parts of the country like a color run you know yeah it over the place i mean right you're you're right in the sense that um i would love to have the finances to have our own timing company gear but right now we we contract that out, and, oh. and Heartland does a really good job for us. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, because yeah. you have to and have then, official timers and things right. like that. Right. This too. event is it's an it's no joke. This event, so um, it's timed, it's bibbed, you know everything. Uh, but I I went through the the registered trademark process because I knew that I'd have some static. Yeah. And my original goal is to go to. There's four basic training installations in the army, and that would mean one event per quarter, hmm. and then we'd have the ruck and run event in Republic, which is the home of ruck and run. And that's what I always say. So then there'd be five events and me being full-time army, I can't logistically do that. <laughs> no so, way, dude. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. So Fort Leonard Wood is one of those four. And since it's an hour and a half away, we oftentimes have uh, service members come from there. Whiteman Air Force Base. Yep. And uh, yep. Even better, man. I mean, that's so that I just kind of wanted to ask because it feels to me like this could be a, a much larger event that goes on more than once a year, right? For fundraising purposes. So maybe Memorial Absolutely. Day and stuff like that. Well, George, this has flown by, as I always say, because everything is so interesting that we are always trying to explore with people. Uh, you are a friend of the show now. You've always been a friend of mine. And thank you so much for being on the show. Which means we'll have you back. We're going to have you back. Yeah, especially like right you. before. I mean, we, well, we like to do check-ins with people, especially when they have events. Yeah. Like, so to 48, we yeah. haven't come back. And well, he'll come it. back and he'll start promoting this. Yeah. When do you think you'll be coming back to take a leave or anything well, like that? Yeah, I'm coming back in in June for Have a Blast in Republic. They want me to speak from the stage and share Ruck and Run. Oh, very cool. Um, but in the meantime, I will encourage everyone listening to go to ruckandrun.org, R-U-C-K-N-R-U-N.org, forward slash D-F-D-C, Delta Fox, Delta Charlie. So that D-F-D-C, that is, uh, we're doing something that we had never done before. It's called Dollar for Dollar Challenge. And we have a anonymous donor that has pledged $50,000 of matching funds so if anybody wants to go in there, every dollar counts. Uh, if you do that, then 
up to $50,000 will be donated to Ruck and Run. That's Holy a- smokes, wow. man. Jeez. Okay, so let's do that again. Ruckandrun.org forward slash DF, as in dog, Frank, dog, Charlie. I'm going to say it. dog. Um, That's good. That is huge for you to be able to keep doing yes. what you're doing for our veterans, and we thank you. My I, I'm my uncle was a veteran of Vietnam, and he finally succumbed to Agent Orange uh, after mm-hmm. quite a while. But um, So I've, I've personally lost people, and I'd love to somehow get them on your your, your list of people that have fallen and, and whatnot because I know you have a portion of that as well for Wreck and Run where you mem- you that's commemorate what, people that have, have lost their and lives. That's, and that's what people can do. They can do it to honor the fallen or honor someone, a service member in their life or veteran in their life. And that's what you do it for. That's, that's exactly right. That's exactly Honor right. Those who served. Yeah, and every one of them is probably the best people we've ever known because they had the, the cojones to do what they did in the first place. And <laughs> uh, I always told my uncle that because he was working on, like, you know, medevac pilot and things like that, you know, and working Gosh, on helicopters yeah. and stuff in Vietnam. So, I mean, those two, those dudes are hardcore. I know you're hardcore. That's why I love you, man. Uh, but right. You're so soft, too, by the way. So, um, I love that's what you're I love what you're doing. Uh, you're doing it from your heart. You're doing it from the Ozarks, and that's why we started this show in the first place and I happen to be able to say that every single time and that's why I love what we do too here because we love supporting what people do especially what you're doing uh ruck and run everybody is where you can find that uh ruck and and definitely go with the forward slash dfdc if you can even give 10 bucks it turns into 20 if you can give 5,000 turns into 10,000 so let's make sure that we take care of people that take care of us because without people like George we wouldn't be sitting right here in this room doing what we're doing freely so we appreciate you George and we'll keep in touch with you we'll have you back on this show to produce some promotion uh when you're in town in june hit me up uh we'll see if we can get you in here on in the podcast room and let's explore a little bit more about this wreck and run george fuller as a whole Absolutely. otherwise everybody else uh keep exploring the ozarks thanks again for listening to exploring the ozarks make sure to like share and subscribe to our social media channels to help us keep exploring the stories of the ozarks If you're looking for more ways to support our show, we have sponsorships for businesses and Patreon for individual supporters. Check the links in the description for more details. Thanks for your support, and keep exploring the Ozarks.